At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Read my lips. Government is not the solution to our problem. Senator, good morning again in America. Well, look, Big Bird. Yes, we can. Government is the problem. Good evening and welcome to a conservative and a liberal walk into a bar. My name is Matt and I am a liberal. My name is Tim. I'm a conservative. Thank you for joining us. We, uh, we're we we're a little bit in mourning tonight, so you're going to have to bear with us. Kentucky lost a basketball game. It was a bit of a heartbreaker, so we're good. But just bear with us if we break off and you know sound a little teary-eyed every now and then. Actually, that's bullshit. We'll be fine. Uh, we have a uh, an update on the election. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the brokered convention scenario that keeps getting chucked out there. Uh, we're going to try out a new feature tonight called Reading List. A little bit on the Supreme Court nominee, a round of applause, quick hits, uh, and then we'll be out. Thank you so much for joining us. We are excited to have you, and uh, we will get to all of that momentarily. But in the meantime, how are you, my friend? Man, I'm good. Um yeah, obviously sad about the Kentucky loss. Uh, we are getting everything moved into the new house, and I'm working on starting up my new ministry, the whole that service guy thing. So I started doing some of the volunteer work last week. I uh, went and helped out at a homeless shelter called the Community Inn, where they basically they, they don't turn anyone away. Uh, they open at 7 o'clock at night and stay open until about 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, they can take in 75 people max um so i just went over there and helped them you know as the guys first come in they get you know they shower and do all that sort of so i was the the shower guy you know letting people know okay you got seven minutes shower well um so that 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 was good and just kind of got me excited about everything i'm going to be doing and um and also highlights the the incredible need that there is in lexington from a from a homeless a homeless standpoint so it was good good experience Mm. God, God, God bless you, my friend. I, man. And I'm the Republican. One of these days, days I'm going to What do you do, government jobs, Democrat, sitting on your ass? Sitting on my ass. Sitting on my ass. Sitting on my ass. Interesting. Well, that one fell flat. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, you were you were about to you were about to make a sweeping declaration of doing something to help others with your life. Well, I, yeah, my job. <laughs> <laughs> my job involves making police officers their their jobs easier, making firefighters' jobs easier. That's important. Things of that nature. This is part of what I do for a living. I mean, and I'm good, good at it. Good for you. Blue lives matter. Good job. Damn right. Man. Talking about me. What am I doing for Why you got Why you got to talk like that? That ain't cool. Nothing. I, I, just, I enjoy society. I, enjoy I vote Democratic. I'm Republican, and I'm, this is the, the focus of my life, and I hear so often how, you know, what dicks all us Republicans are, and we don't care. I care. No, that's just Mitch McConnell, <laughs> not you. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Anyhow, well, we'll uh, we'll 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 start off since we're starting on a very partisan uh, partisan angle of things. We'll start off with the election. 
since our since our last show, actually, we should apologize for taking last week off. Tim was moving all of his things from uh, my bad to my bad, everybody. Uh, Lexington and I was helping, so that's why we didn't have a show up last week. Uh, we have yet to figure out how to actually do one of these in each other's presence. We can figure out how to do it when Tim's in another country, not just another country, but like what's technically referred to as a third world country. Uh, and I'm up here in the States, but if we're in the same room, we haven't really figured out how to do that yet. So, uh, one of these days we'll do one when we can actually see each other, but that's why we were not around last week. Uh, so we have missed quite a lot, uh, on the election front. Uh, the, really the biggest news of which is that on the Republican side, it is now down to three. Uh, the Marco Rubio campaign is over and done with, uh, I really should have been breathing a sigh of relief, as anyone who's listened to the show knows. I really didn't like uh, Senator Rubio at all, although he did surprise me a bit in the last 24 hours of the campaign when his, uh, his, his own campaign was a bit in the death throes, as it were. Uh, he had some very good things to say, I thought, but at the same time, not enough to really redeem him completely. Uh, but he's gone anyway. Uh, Hillary uh, really took it to Bernie this past Tuesday night, and John Kasich won a state. Woo! So, yeah, those are some some of the big pieces of news. How are you? Uh, how how are you? There's been quite a few shakeups of things. How are you? How are you feeling right now? You know, I mean, it's still pretty much the same. <laughs> you know, I've I've been saying it for a month. Trump wins. Trump wins. Uh, it's heartbreaking and depressing i'm i'm you know i'm glad that we've got it down to three um you know because with the winner take all states coming up but you know it'll be good to have the the establishment vote consolidated um but then again carson you know he he went with trump so who knows what that does because uh, i have heard plenty of people who say well, you know, I didn't really like Trump much, but I guess if Mr. Carson's for him, I should give him a chance. <laughs> uh, so I well, know that should, that should give him a good five percent bump. Then, <laughs> well, I mean, that's all he needs. So, but maybe, maybe not. Um, so yeah, obviously, Kasich has been my favorite from the start. I'm excited for any possibility, chance that he's going to end up being our guy. But I am still incredibly skeptical. Uh, that we're going to put forth anyone but Trump. Well, I, I and that's fair. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't. Again, I, I think that this is shaking out right about where it was expected to shake out. You've got Trump and now versus Clinton. This is what this is where we were going. Um, I don't think it's time for Bernie to really talk about getting out yet. But I think that that time is clearly going to come. Stay strong, now. Bernie. I don't don't do it. Well, but what, huh? I just stay strong, stay in the race, bro. Well, Good yeah, for, for a little while. You think you should take it all the way to the convention? Why bother taking it all the way to the convention? Uh, well, I mean, you know, he's going to get into the more moderate states, and maybe he can turn a few super delegates' heads, or maybe Miss Clinton goes under indictment. Uh, I mean, there's 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 things that could come up. So yeah, I, really I the, indi- take it all the, the way. indictment thing. You still bringing that up? Still on that one? I'm not on that one. The world is on that one. So I'm just saying there are things that are a possibility. 
Your primary candidate is, while not directly under investigation, there is there are investigations into an apartment that she ran regarding classified documents. There is the possibility that she could get indicted for it. So, sure, stick around, because she gets indicted, boom. Feel the burn. Yeah, but even the people that, that, the people that actually do the indicting are basically saying she's not going to get indicted. I mean, and everybody that, that, that is every, every legal real like law school person that I've read, as long as they weren't being interviewed on Fox news, they all say nice. that there's no, that, that there is no, there is no criminal. Again, in order to be indicted, this would have to be an actual criminal offense. And there isn't one. I okay, mean, and it is, and it, and it is that simple. That's surprising. I, I, I would have thought that the sharing of top secret information would be a criminal offense. That's not yes. considered. If she had, if she had known at the time, see, that's it. Like people keep bringing up the Petraeus thing. Petraeus was indicted because he knew and told the woman that he gave the information to. This is classified top secret here. Thanks right. for having sex with me. No, I, I understand. And uh, welcome. Uh, no, I, 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 under, I understand the concept. Like, and I understand that at this time, it does not appear that she has passed on that she passed on top secret information that was at that time top secret. Secret. All this stuff has been retroactively classified, and she cannot be held accountable for passing that on. Absolutely, but. They're still going through the emails, so it's still possible that they'll come up on they'll come up on something. I thought this last round was the la- was the last of them. The la- the ones that this this past round that they released a couple weeks ago was that not it? Is that oh more? well, maybe so. I I I thought the the State Department had said they weren't going to be able to get everything out by the deadline, like all the email. They weren't going to be able to produce all the emails by the deadline, but I, I could be mistaken. Mm-hmm. I don't recall. I don't. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to say one way or one way or t'other until I look that up. But anyway, I, I have nothing else to say about Hillary and her email. I, I un, unless you do. Do you? No, not at all. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't because I don't actually think Bernie's going anywhere for a while. I don't know how much longer he's going to stick around. But you know, uh, I, again, I, he may and he may well keep it going to the convention. Who knows? Speaking of conventions. This topic of a brokered convention has constantly come up the last couple of weeks. Trump has been making all sorts of ridiculous statements about, you know, there's going to be riots and yada, yada, yada. And how dare you, you know, even but I'm talk not about promoting the riots, nor am I encouraging right. people to riot. I'm just saying I'm stating a fact. There will be saying, riots. There are going to be riots. And there's not, you know, yeah, be we'll, huge. You know, and that guy got punched in the face, but I didn't encourage him to punch him in the face. I mean, it was after I told him to punch him in the face, but it's not because I can. And nobody got hurt. There wasn't any violence. No violence. Got punched in the face. But and you no know what? Violence. I got phone calls about how well we handled the The Chicago police, they called me and they said they complimented on how well we handled it. They did. They did. They complimented on how well we handled it. And that's it. In Mexico, you know what? We're going to build a wall. We're going to build a wall. We're going to build the wall. And the party is reached a new low. Yeah. Yes. Don't worry. There's no problem with my penis. <clears throat> Next. And at least it was Donald Trump. And at least it was Donald what Trump that said that. And not we Mitch got McConnell. Lost in Trump, Trump impressions. No, no. Brokered convention. Brokered yeah. convention. So, brokered convention. Broken only. Broken convention. 
There we go. Okay. Yes, exactly. So, all right. What here's a, what? First of all, brokered conventions. The first question that I had that I had to look up is what the hell happens to everybody's votes? How, how does this work? So Marco's out of the race, right? Marco's got like 160 some odd delegates right now, and mm-hmm. Jeb Bush has got like five. And you know, there's a few. So what happens to these delegates when they reach the? That was my first question. When they get to the convention, what happens to these delegates? So. For those outside to know, this is how this works. They get onto the floor, and on the first ballot, you have you are you are required to vote for whoever you were bound to, or whoever won your state or won you as a delegate. You have to vote for him on the first ballot. So on the first ballot, Marco Rubio will get 160 whatever delegates. Now, if it if somebody actually has the required number of delegates, which in the the Republicans' case is twelve thirty seven, then there is no second ballot, mm-hmm. and we're done. But if they don't, which this is what everyone says is quite likely to happen at this point, nobody's got that amount. Then you move to a second ballot, and on that second ballot, it's anybody's business. You can vote however you like. So whatever your bindings are. So that's when the wheeling and dealing starts because then they got to figure out, okay, well, you know, to say Kasich decides he goes to Rubio's people and says, you know what, I'm going to put Marco in as my vice president. Well, all right. Then Marco's people go and they suddenly they vote for John Kasich. So on the next ballot, John Kasich goes up by 160 some odd. Right. Delegates. Well, and you got to remember that's these not delegates going to happen because yeah, are, they're just voting for how their state chose. Right. So, this delegate who has to vote for Rubio maybe hates Rubio, you know? Maybe he loves Trump. So he's not going to care what you say, you know? But at the same time, all these Trump delegates were having to vote for Trump. They might hate Trump, you know? So, I mean, once once that first one goes, it's completely free game and completely up to whatever those delegates personally think or feel. Exactly. So now the second thing is about this is this, this idea that if by having a brokered convention, which the Republicans may well have a brokered convention anyway, without Mitt Romney getting involved, without Karl Rove trying to have a say, without the quote unquote establishment doing anything with the dump Trump thing, it may just shake out like that. Mm hmm. And it won't matter what all of these other people have done. So this is not so much all of this crap about trying to thwart the will of the American people or this not being democratic. This is absolutely democratic. This is exactly how can, because this is not political parties are not a democracy. For one thing, frankly, the United States is not really a full on democracy that we're, we're not a winner take all kind of thing We're we've done this state by state. That's what the Electoral College is for. It's why it's possible, for example, in 2000, when George W. Bush actually lost the, the popular vote and still won the election. This is the way this this is how this can happen. Well, and, and I mean, but that's also where people would argue the Electoral College is crap and needs to be gotten rid of. Well, I'm, I didn't say that it wasn't crap or that it didn't need to be gotten rid of, but at the same time, this is how the process works. But well, and what you're saying about the parties is also true. You know, the part, this has nothing to do with our right to vote as Americans or our whatever. This is, 
This is about there's you know there's an entity called the Republican Party, and this is how they go about coming up with their candidates. You know, they didn't even used to have primaries. You know, this used to this it used to all be done by convention, and then we decided to open it up into uh, these primaries, where then other you know also all members of the party could try and get a say in how things were going. This is why I'm against. Uh, states like North Carolina that lets you say you're an independent, but then vote in whichever primary you want to. That that's what I think is crap because you are getting to you get a say in the Republican who the Republican Party puts forth because you're a Republican, not because it has anything to do with your right to vote in a primary or anything like that. It's because you are a part of this party, and that party is choosing who they're going to put forth. And the same thing goes to the Democrats. I know. Who would do that kind of thing? Switching lines like that. I know, right? Terrible. Goodness. God. Disgraceful. Hey, thanks for for voting for Kasich, by the way. (laughs) Anytime. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, but so exactly what you did, I think should not be allowed. I, I think that that is a travesty and ridiculous, but we appreciate your vote. <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I do too. I actually, I entirely agree with that statement. And I would also point out to anyone listening, if you've ever missed a primary and felt bad about it, don't, you're not, I've, I personally have missed primaries before, but made it to general elections. General, your, your your responsibility as a citizen lies in the general election. It's not actually in the primary. I mean, if there's other things that are on the ballot during primary season, well, then you could make that argument because a lot of times they put up ballot initiatives and and uh, things of that ilk to uh, you know to be on the on the ballot uh, later in the year, or they even get decided during primary votes. So it's a different thing, but. Primaries are actually not, you know, like a, a le- anything legal at all. They're not even really run by the state, I don't think. Are they? I think they're generally no, run, they're by just the run by the party. I mean, you just got a little. Yeah. I just got a little slip of paper, and then I put it in a cardboard box. Yeah, it's you know, it, it's it, these are very, very, very different things. And you know, people, everybody talks about when you talk about a brokered convention. They all, everybody goes back to 1860, which is totally valid. 1860. The, you know, there was no primary. They rolled up effectively thinking William Seward was going to be the uh, was going to be the nominee of the Republican Party. Uh, but then there weren't enough people on the first ballot to get with him. And they ended up taking something like 10, 15 ballots or however many well, to yeah. finally get it down to Lincoln. And nobody thought Lincoln, nobody really even knew who Lincoln was. Rolling well, and there. that's the thing. And they talk about this in Team of Rivals. And this is Kasich's. I, you know, Kasich's one big argument is that he could be a Lincoln. You know, Lincoln's people didn't try to make Lincoln anyone's number one choice. They ran around trying to make Lincoln everybody's second choice because they knew that their first choices weren't going to get elected. So they had they tried to get everyone to make Lincoln their second choice. And if Kasich's people are smart, then they're paying attention to history and they're going to be doing the exact same thing. Come convention time, absolutely, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, the bottom line to me is Hell, that all this talk now. about. I'll yeah, <laughs> wait really for the convention. <laughs> well, but the they phone. kind of have been. They kind of have been started doing that mm-hmm. lately. You know, with agreed. This, 
bigger guy in the room and you know really i'm the best alternative yeah and he never attacks not anybody. necessarily i'm the best he, guy yeah yeah he, didn't he don't really anybody. attack trump he don't really attack crew he's not trying to make any enemies in the party he is the prince of light and peace <laughs> he's everybody's grandfather everybody's grandfather. a little bit of Every, stretch everybody. for the the cranky guy he used to be known for his temper but hey i appreciate the remodel and i like you so good luck yeah, is he has really made quite the quite quite the change in that respect. I don't know. I, and now, there's been more coming out about him now um, that he's gotten more attention, and I've, I've I've read several places in liberal media that are saying, "Look, John Kasich is really no different. He's just selling it better than these other guys." And I don't know that that's entirely true. I think it's a, a little bit of a weak case. Horribly unfair. Um, well, you know, but it depends on, you got to understand that was liberal media that I'm talking to you about. These are, these are people that are angry at Hillary Clinton and, and really want Bernie Sanders to be the nominee because they think Hillary Clinton is just not mm-hmm. liberal enough. So mm-hmm. when they start talking about John Kasich, of course, they're going to say John Kasich is just as evil because he's a Republican and, um, uh, supports things that Republicans support. So, yeah, I mean, these are people who would call me, uh, you know, evil and and hard right so well yeah you are evil and i am evil because i'm pro-life oh my god and i'm pro second amendment and oh well i must be a jerk who wants to kill babies with my gun once they're born because i shoot people because don't like the mexicans either yeah no the mexicans whatever you know (laughs) i speak spanish and i'm married to an ecuadorian but no but the Mexicans are bad. Why are you so afraid of the brown people? Jeez, Pete. Yeah. So I mean, as as far as the as far as the broker convention goes, I mean, I at this point, it's sort of a foregone conclusion to me that this is the way this is going to be, because it's going to take something of a miracle for Trump to even get the amount of nominees. So, yeah, it's not impossible, but it it, it would be a trick. Yeah. It's uh yeah it, it it really would be so um we got to move on uh we are going to try out a new uh a, a new segment on you this week uh we had an ill fated dalliance with something like this a few weeks back didn't really work we're gonna we're we're going to rebrand it we're rebooting uh our our reading our our reading segment uh, this week we're just gonna call it reading list. Uh, Tim and I will talk about uh, it. Is it's it is we're gonna clever name? Did you come up with that? Did you? Like, I did all by myself. Oh wow! So Reading I list. Know. I Gosh. know. Well, what's so what's this going to be about? <laughs> you come up. We will find you come up with something. Then what do you got? <laughs> so all right. No reading list is great. But what, what do you got? Well, what I have is uh, uh, I'm I'm really. Uh, I'm re- I'm reading a book called that's that's a sequel to uh, a book that came out in 2000 about the 2008 election. They made a movie about it. It was called Game Change. They made a the guy is the same author as wrote a second book. It's called Double Down Game Change 2012, and it is about the 2012 election. Uh, that and I just finished a book called The War for Late Night uh, about the shift from Conan O'Brien, Jay Leno to Conan O'Brien, and then back to Jay Leno. Which was actually pretty fascinating. So that that would be interesting to know more about. It, it's that was pretty shady, right? Like they really screwed Conan over, didn't they? Well, yeah, and and kind of, and yeah. But I mean, it's 
you know, the, the, you, you, I, I read the entire, you know, you read through all of this and you spend most of the book feeling really bad for Conan, but at the same time, uh, you know, and, and thinking, well, Jay Leno is kind of a weasel and, and I mean, maybe, maybe not. It's hard to tell. Uh, they, they both seem like nice guys kind of in their own way. Jay is just went about things differently and just didn't really have any backbone throughout the whole deal. But then NBC it's, you know, NBC did bad things and made mean decisions about, you know, do you go with the guy who's popular or the guy who's, who's telling popular jokes or the guy who's telling, doing good comedy, you know, and what's good is not always what's popular. And the fact of the matter is, is that Leno has always been very popular. Whereas you could make the argument that Conan and David Letterman were better comedians. So I don't know. It's, it, it just sort of depends on how you look at it. And did NBC make a shitty decision personally? Yeah. But did they do what networks do most of the time, which is screw people over? Yeah. That's kind of what they do. They've been doing it since they were created. So there's not any, yeah, that's, it's, it's just kind of the way the business goes. So it's a little, a little difficult to get around that. So yeah, that was really good. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, but it was, it was, it was a cool book to read. Uh, the game change things. I'm think I'm just getting started on that. The one anecdote that I, I, I think you will find hilarious is that, uh, if you remember back in, in 2011, the run up to the beginning of the, like the real campaign season for the 2012 election, there was that whole thing about the, the, the grand bargain between, uh, Obama and Boehner, uh, and they got that kicked off by going and playing golf together. Yeah. Obama and Biden. Ba- vaguely. Obama and Biden and Boehner. And you know who the fourth was? No. The new governor of Ohio, John Kasich. No. <clears throat> yep. Why was he there? I don't know. I mean, Boehner's from Ohio. So. Wow. Couldn't tell you, but yeah. That is super interesting. To be a fly on that wall, right? <clears throat> yeah. Man, so. I mean, Kasich's, Kasich's an insider. Now, he'll argue that he's an insider who has always made things happen and fought against a lot of the kind of insider crap. Uh, but I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely one of the boys. Like there's, there's no doubt about that. Well, and what so that is, that is interesting. What and remember what came out of that, what came out of that round of golf was Obama and Boehner saying, okay, we're, we're going to try to work on this and work on it together. Uh, yeah. so, you know, I mean, you have to wonder the case. What, what was, what was Kasich's role in that? Did he have one, you know, was he nudging the two of them at all? You know, but uh, let's just let's just put it this way: the 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 one of the, some is this guy has been you know spent an, a fair amount of time with Obama in the past, which is an interesting thing. Um, they don't talk about that. No, they don't. No, they do not at all. He learned from Huntsman. <laughs> yeah. So you know they they are not strangers. Let's put it that way. So it's 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 an interesting book. I really enjoyed the first game change. I I thought the movie was sort of fun, but you know I'd I'd read the book, and of course I was. It's another one of those things. You know, I was there. I watched it. I don't know how much I needed to see it again, but uh, right. Yeah, well, I mean the movie was good. That's what you made me watch the other day, right? Was the movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, you know, for me, there's there's a lot of emotions there. There's a lot of, you know, hurt feelings and anger and frustration and all those sorts of things uh, since I was such a, such a big fan of um, McCain before he kind of went to the dark side a little bit. So, yeah, uh, but you're right. No, it was, it was very good. It was just kind of, just kind of hard to watch. I, I can see that. Yeah. Because I, I know, I know what, I know what a fan of, uh, of McCain you have been over the years. So yeah. Anyhow. So what do you got? Well, I, I mean, like I, I don't read nonfiction, so I can't, you know, you have these wonderful non, these wonderful nonfiction political things you can point people to. Um, I don't read nonfiction books. So, I mean, I've got, one, if you're wanting to know what's going on with Russia, uh, then you need to read the briefing in The Economist uh, for this 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 latest edition. Um, so basically, The Economist they always do a briefing about something or some country or some issue. Uh, and today it's uh, for this week's it's on Russia and what they're doing and the wars and and it really it really gave me a much better insight because. Upon first look, I saw, hey, they left Syria. We win. You know, uh, Obama was right. Oh, snap. You know, good job. And and the economist is kind of like, whoa, not so fast. So it was really, really interesting. I know we'll talk more about Russia later on, so I'll, I'll stop there. Um, and then for all you nerds out there, Brandon Sanderson's new book, Calamity, is out. Uh, this is the third in his um, the calamities in the Steelheart trilogy, uh, which is about you know basically like evil superheroes have taken over the world, and it's amazing. So you should buy that along with every other Brandon Sanderson book because everything he does is awesome. I have no response to that. <laughs> okay, okay. I want to hear okay, more. I want to hear more good about segment, this. Everybody, thing. round of applause. Okay. I know. <laughs> I want. I, I wish to hear more about this Russia thing, um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm certain we'll, we're we're going to discuss that here a little bit later on. Um, I I have not read anything by Brandon Sanderson, not a single thing. Uh, but he's I'm, fantastic. I, I've read more of him than any other author. I mean, I've read literally almost every book he's written, except for the Wheel of Time, because I'm just not willing to put in the effort to read all the other Wheel of Times in order to get to the Wheel of Times that Brandon Sanderson wrote. Yeah, that's hardcore. Wheel of Time. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's yeah, that's that's hardcore. That's not a that's not a journey I've been willing to take myself either. So, but I don't. I mean, and again, that's I don't, because I don't my nerd friends who have read it have said it's not worth it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay, I'm not going to invest the. I mean, God, I mean, there's so many books. Like, I mean, this is hours upon hours, days, there's a weeks to years of reading these books. This is, I'm not doing this. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's uh, with a ringing endorsement like that. Why would you move on? <laughs> right. That's pretty funny. Um, so, all right. Well, that's those are our reading lists for the week. Hope you enjoyed that. We, I, I think that went well. I think maybe we'll You're bring it, maybe we'll bring the reading list. Yeah, back. we'll br- we'll bring it back. We'll, we'll bring it back. I, I think we'll make that yeah. happen. Uh, so, moving right along. These, uh, in case you didn't notice, Obama put up a Supreme Court nominee this week. Uh, yay! Hooray! I guess because who knows what's going to happen with him. Uh, I, I I would love to be a fly on the wall during that conversation when he, uh, you know, when he sat the guy down and said, hey, we want to nominate you for the Supreme Court. And the guy goes, yay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about this. 
There's an opening on the Supreme Court? Wow. Get out of town. They should advertise. Uh... So I mean, you know, it's. I, I thought he was an interesting. I thought he was an interesting choice. I, I, I feel like this was the guy. This was basically the pick of. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give you somebody that may be the best you're gonna get. So take it or leave it. He's not. He's not terribly progressive. He's still a liberal, but he's not terribly. He's not. He's not like Bernie progressive. Uh, and I think they run the risk of getting a Bernie progressive the more they try to play this game. Um, I, what I really think is cute from McConnell lately was now his insistence that I, I, he might as well just come out and be like, they started it. You guys started it, so we're not going to do anything because you guys started it because he keeps coming up with new people. At first, they were going to go by the Chuck Schumer rule. Now he's saying we're going to go by the Biden rule. I this just he he turns more in is he like a reverse Benjamin Button he turns more into a five year old the older he gets I mean this is just pathetic the way he keeps going up with this and basically coming out and saying the Democrats started it it's crap if you don't want to you know I don't know whatever what do you got no I mean no to me so far none of this has been interesting or surprising we all we knew from the beginning that Obama was going to pick. A, a you know an extremely moderate candidate because he wanted to make the Republicans look super stupid if they refused to uh, vote for one. Uh, he wanted to remove any chance that we could say like, oh, we're doing this for the the will of the people. We're doing this for you know no he we're we're being obstructionists. Uh, we're doing it strictly for partisan reasons. Um, the, yeah. There, there are no excuses. There are no anything. This is a very well-qualified, very moderate candidate, exactly the sort of person that we would have been drooling over two years ago. Um, but now we're trying to block him. And we're going to prove that we are giant, big, fat liars when not all of us. Uh, there's some, some of my Republican brothers have stood up uh, to McConnell and said that we need to, we need to hold a vote. Um, but we're going to prove that the majority of the Republicans and the Senate, uh, including McConnell are big giant fat liars when Hillary Clinton gets elected president. And during the lame duck session, we vote in Obama's nominee. You think they will? Of course they will. We're only doing this for partisan reasons. There is no there is no will of the people. We don't care about that. It's all a giant lie. We didn't care about it when it was a conservative president doing the exact same thing. And you know what? It's a ridiculous argument. The people did speak. They elected Obama for four more years. The people chose. That's the way it is. You are sure you're a conservative. I am a conservative. God dang it. Why does it make me a weird conservative if I'm admitting that we lost in 2012 because we put up Mitt Romney against Barack Obama? Are you kidding? Well, I'm sorry. It doesn't. Look, dude, it does make you a weird conservative based on. It does not. Yes, there it are does. some Republicans saying the exact same thing. Kasich says oh, the exact please, same there's thing. There's two of them. Kasich makes three. And the other two are up for re-election. They're trying to kiss the Democrats' ass. 
Now, it might work, well, but yeah, I mean, that's basically what they're doing. I mean, can we give them an ounce of credit? Say maybe they're acting on the basis of their beliefs. All right, maybe. Fine. Possibly. Maybe they are. Could we? Thanks. And the fact that they're in swing states and they're up for re-election this year is just a coincidence. Maybe the fact that they were able to win swing states demonstrates that the beliefs and values that they hold are those that are in line with swing state voters. Maybe. All right. Maybe. All right. Maybe just a little. Uh I, I I see no other end. I mean, I I don't see any other end game than this. And I mean, obviously, I agree with everything you're saying. I you know, um, but I, I I continue. McConnell is the one that 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 really gets to me because I can cont- he continues to flabbergast me with his level of of just absolute pettiness. Um, and and the thing that you said is that yes, obviously. Obama, we all knew Obama was going to make this pick, and we all knew that he was going to do this to try to make us look like children. And it, they just walk right in. He opens the door, and they go, yes, we want to look like five-year-olds. When it's so obvious what he's doing. Mm-hmm. None well, of them the step same, what, did, what, did, what did you bring up the other day? Last week, you brought up the whole abortion clinics, closing of abortion clinics, and they were all saying, oh, it's for women's health, and it's for the... No, it's not. It's because we're trying to get abortion clinics closed. So call it what it is. You know, we're trying to block Supreme Court candidates. We don't want another liberal judge on there because that's going to swing everything over to the liberal side. And we're scared of what that will do to the country. So, I mean, just claim it. Stop acting like it's something else. Yes, very true. Although this one is a little bit more. That I would get right. Then I would be I wouldn't necessarily agree with it. But I would be like, well, you know, maybe another liberal judge would really F us up. And good job on fighting against that, you know. But but lying about it? Ridiculous. Excuse me. I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, go, no. I, go ahead I was, now. No, no, no. no. I, I, was, I, was, I kept interrupting you. There was a pause in there because I was burping. <clears throat> nice. <laughs> Good. Make sure to keep that in the final cut. I'm not entirely sure how good this show is going to turn out. (laughs) (laughs) This one might be a little choppy. You never know. (laughs) Maybe I'll leave the pause in there this time. I try to cut. I try to cut them out sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it. I. I, But I don't know. I mean, with the abortion thing, yeah. I do wish that they just come because that's that's honest. You know. I mean, it's not. I, I, again, I, I don't I don't agree with what they're doing because I think that I, I do think in some cases it is de- detrimental to women's health. But that's neither here nor there. If you want to do something, if you believe that abortion is wrong, and you want to do something to try to limit the number of abortions, then don't be a chicken shit and try to wrap it into something else like, you know, we're going to try to buy that. But in this case, I mean, I don't know if you can come right out and just say, you know what? We just don't want to. We don't want another liberal up there. If we can find a way to not do it, we're going to find it. We're going to take it. I, I would be shocked if they actually came up and did that. Uh, but although well, the, what they're doing, they just won't say it. Yeah, I mean that is, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, you know, what really would be the difference? Because I don't think there's anybody out there that actually buys that Mitch McConnell wants quote the American believes in this eighty year precedent nonsense or that. Surely not, right? Yeah. Like I'm really hoping not. I, I've I haven't seen anyone on Facebook yet, so I 
Surely no one actually believes that. Yeah, I, I, I just can't see that being the case. So anyway, moving on. We are going to go on to our round of applause for the week, the segment of the show where we single out someone that really blew our skirts up this week. Uh, you know what? I did the reading list first. Who is your round of applause? Uh, man, I'll give my round of applause to Obama. I've been saying for a, a long time that we needed to find a new strategy in our relationship with Cuba, that we need to open up the markets there and uh, drop the embargoes. So, I mean, it's huge. I mean, this, this is a major feat uh, that, that he has accomplished. Um, th- this changes, the, hopefully, the, the entire dynamic of our relationship, not just with Cuba, but with all of Latin America. You know, we've seen Latin America go more and more left uh, because of, you know, the the American authoritarianism. Um, and Cuba was what they all pointed at. Look at how the United States keeps us down. They hate us. Uh, and they whip up nationalist fever and elect a bunch of leftist presidents. So by opening up to Cuba and opening up the markets, hopefully this will... Uh, Encourage Latin American Latin American countries to move back towards a more positive view of the United States. So, round of applause, Obama. Thanks for making it happen. Uh, yeah, man, he's really he's really kind of doubled and tripled down on that. You know, in the last few weeks, he's really just sort of made that a big part, I guess, of his last year uh, in things. Well, it's a hell of a legacy move. I, well, it is, but I mean, you know what? I, and, and in reading the book I was talking about in game change, it, it, they start off with sort of where they start off with an anecdote about where Obama's head was, uh, you know, prepping for a de- that debate after, you know, there was that debate where he kind of got, got shellacked by Romney and they were needing to come back strong and he just didn't seem to have his head in the game. And, uh, they, they go back to, where he was after the first two or three years or leading up to at the start of the election campaign, sort of sitting there thinking he had taken so much crap from people over everything that had happened. But then he was sitting at one point with Axelrod or one of his advisors and, and ticking off a list of things that they had done past the healthcare reform, uh, the bailout, save the auto industry, uh, you know, basically they could look at their three or four or five main campaign promises and say, we did all of those and everybody's still unhappy. Um, and, uh, you know, just, you look at the number of things that right or rightly or wrongly, whether, whether you agree with them or not, the number of real changes that have happened on his watch just from a policy standpoint, maybe I'm not giving him enough credit from a standpoint of how transformative he has been. You know, he really has accomplished quite a bit when it comes down to it. Uh, about the only thing that he campaigned on, really, because Cuba was a normal was something he campaigned on, and and about the only thing that he campaigned on that he really hasn't been able to accomplish, and frankly, probably won't, is closing Guantanamo. Uh, but other than that, pretty much everything he went through both campaigns saying, I'm going to do these things, he's done them. Yeah, I, I would be really, that's an interesting point. I would be really interested in going back and looking at, you know, what were Barack Obama's campaign promises uh, and seeing and seeing and, and doing that, like lining up, okay, did we accomplish this? Did we accomplish this? You know, because can you say that he accomplished getting us out of the Iraq war? Can you make that claim? Well, 
Does this I mean, count? He, I mean, he, <laughs> are, are most of, where are we at this stage? Cause I know we sent some people back. Right. So, exactly. That's it. We're, we're sending people us, back. Some people are saying we need to send a lot more in, you know? Well, but how much of that has to do with ISIS though? Well, ISIS comes from Iraq. You can't separate them out. Well, I mean, yes and no. Are we fighting? But ISIS comes from the vacuum of power that the removal of Saddam Hussein and then they're pulling out of our troops created. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not denying that, and I know that. I'm. 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 I'm aware that that's where ISIS sort of started to germinate, but. I wonder if you can call those two wars, the war to overthrow Saddam and then rebuild Iraq, and then the war versus ISIS, if you can effectively call them the same thing, effectively. Well, I think the standard response would be that, yes, you can. And I'm asking, is that correct? Can we really say that Obama, can we say that he fulfilled that campaign promise? I got our troops out of Iraq. Well, I mean, he did. Initially, but the fact of having them have to go—I don't know—that's a t- that, uh, it's tough. that is not that is not, a, that not is not a question. But I think that's I'm a not tough, either. That's a tough call. No, I'm not going to say one way or the other because I would have to. That's one I would have to sit down and think about. That's an interesting question, though. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Now, are we right. still in, are we still in Afghanistan? Uh, no. Okay. I think we left Afghanistan 2013, 2014. I don't, I, okay. It's been a year or two, I thought. Okay. Maybe, maybe we cut back. I, I thought we were still there, but I could be, I could be very, very mistaken. I don't remember which one he wound down first. I think he wound down Iraq first. He wound down Iraq first because they voted for us to leave. Yep. And then Afghanistan basically put the same question and they said, don't, don't go, don't go. Yeah. Stay. So, and so I thought we were still there, but I, I could be wrong. I, I don't know. We might be, uh, not to the, not, I, uh, no, I, I really think we left, but I mean, we're not, I don't think we're, I certainly don't think we're in combat anymore in Afghanistan. I don't remember. It's been a while since we had an actual death over there. Uh, but I, again, these are, these no, are, all, yeah, we're, we're still there. The, the gist is these are all good questions that I do not have answers to. If you have answers to them, I'm more than willing to hear them, but. Okay. Yes, we are still in Afghanistan. So that campaign promise, not quite fulfilled. Yeah, Not quite there. But it has been severely wound down, so that's a good thing. But that is a good thing. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Fascinating. Right. So, but regardless, round of applause to Obama. Good job on Cuba. Fair enough. Uh, well, my round of applause. I have every intention of of shocking you at least. Uh, if we had listeners, I'm sure they might. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> no, no, it is not to Mitch McConnell. Every time I try to, you know what? I have tried to be complimentary to the guy. I you gave tried. a round. Of, well, you gave him a round of applause at one point, and I try to like him. And you know what? He may be decent as a human being. You know, I'm sure he's a 
I'm sure his wife loves him, you know, and I'm sure he's nice to his kids and whatnot. But I, but as a politician, he continues to prove to me that he is just he may actually you know what he is a good politician because he continues to win elections, but he just continues to try to sell people on this crap that I think he is just as responsible for some of the things that I'm about to talk about, which is because my round of applause this week is going to go to Marco Rubio. That is shocking. Shocking. Uh, Rubio has given two press conferences this week. One of them was on the eve of uh, the Florida election on Tuesday. That was very, very candid about uh, the state of the rhetoric in politics. We had a long, you and I had a, a discussion about this uh, after we watched Game Change, and, and my, my, you're seeing what I saw in 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 that movie, which was uh, which was a replay of of several events that began with Sarah Palin sort of feeding people's feeding people's in, into people's anger and their fear. Uh, I think of President Obama is really where a lot of what we see today sort of got its start. It was the, it was to me, it was the beginning of this entire thing. And Trump is the natural extension of that in my mind. Uh, so to me, I have never been surprised by what's happened with Trump. Uh, to watch Rubio was to, there, he had an incredibly human moment that lasted for about 15 minutes talking to the press on Monday night, Monday afternoon, Monday night. Uh, talking about the state of this rhetoric and he seemed not just surprised by all of this, but genuinely shaken by it. And he said, you know what we, uh, the gist of it was that what Trump does and what anyone who has been doing what he does is not being a leader. They are not feeding off or feeding into this anger. They are in effect being the bigger person. Um, I, I, there were a lot of good quotes in there. I didn't write any of them down. I would encourage you to go watch it. Uh, in you, in your case, I can send you the link to it cause it was on, uh, uh, it's on YouTube, the entire thing. I had to dig for it, but I found it. Uh, and in the end, somebody asked him, you know, if Donald Trump is the nominee, are you going to stick to your promise to support him? And he basically turned around and said, I, you know, I've always said that I'm going to support the nominee, but I have to be honest, it's getting harder. And he just kind of shook his head. Uh, and again, it was, I thought it was, it was a very human moment. I thought it was an interesting moment for him. He said a lot of things that I agree with. He did make another dig at Obama saying that he felt like Obama had always used divisive language and I'm going, but then he immediately followed it up with, but then again, he's not responsible for what's going on with us right now. So thank goodness for that. Uh, but you know, for the most part, I, I was impressed with his, uh, his bit of self-reflection, uh, and the poss- admitting the possibility that they themselves had fed into uh, what they're seeing now out of Donald Trump. So, which so, is something so I think the Republican that? Party because he's do. he's a primer, as you've pointed out constantly. He's a Tea Partier. He came in on the flood of conservative rage in 2010. So, is yeah, he yeah. admitting that he was in the wrong? Uh, he didn't quite go that far. Yeah. That, that, but, I don't know. I I I I, I, I he, call BS. I, I where you used to be with Rubio, I am now. You know, he sunk. He went to Trump's level, and it didn't work. And then he tried to apologize for it and go, "Oh my God, I'm so bad." If it had worked, if his polls had exploded, then he wouldn't have stopped. He would have kept right on going. 
Uh, so yeah, no, I, I call BS on the whole thing. He's just trying to paint himself back towards the middle so he can possibly maybe have some sort of political career. Sorry. I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, you know what? There's a part of me that would, I would, I would ordinarily agree with you on that. And because I do think that there was a, but this is, it's one of those things you had to see. It's hard to talk about. Um, this was not, it, it's not about what he said or he was coming up with anything flowery or anything cute to say about it. It was to me looking at it. That was somebody who is just exhausted and is suddenly talking without a filter. Maybe um, so. I hope so. Prove it with your actions. Until then, for, I call No, no, BS. no. I'm, I'm totally with you because I still don't trust the guy and I still don't like him. Let me put it that way. Because I'm still in the same place where you are with him. But yeah. I think well, for I a minute... I used to like him. I, I, was, I was willing to accept him until all the ridiculous comments he made about Trump. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm glad you finally saw it my way for a minute there. But, uh, and again, I'm not. I don't take back anything I said about the guy. I still believe that he is. A, he is absolutely a political whore, and and little more than that. But Damn. at the same time, uh, well, he is. I mean, you know, there are some people. It's just usually obvious about what it is. But it, I, there was a point where. Sometimes people get to a point where you realize that what you've been doing this whole time has been uh, the wrong way to go. And I wonder if maybe he was having that moment, you know, where he was uh, potentially looking, thinking maybe I need to take a step back uh, and reexamine what I've been doing. Maybe he's getting that point. I hope he is because, you know, he's he's an intelligent guy. He is he is the kind of guy that I think could be good for uh, the party if he decided to moderate himself. Whether or not he will, I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, it, but it, I thought it was an interesting moment for him, and uh, uh, I applaud him for it. So. Well, we'll see, and I'll applaud him in a couple of years if it turns out to all be for real. There yeah, you, go. you know, we'll see. So he did, uh, uh, incidentally, though, he did take himself out of the, pardon me, it happened again. Good gracious. I had hot dogs for dinner. I don't know what happened. I um, love hot dogs. God, yeah. Mm, not just hot dogs, cheddar worst. <laughs> nice. Yum. <laughs> um, he has taken, he did take himself out of the running for uh, uh, vice president. He did said he does not want to be anybody's vice president. He doesn't want to run for governor. He's going to finish out his Senate term and go home. That's basically what he said. So we'll see. Uh, I think he, he would he would do well to go home for a couple of years and rethink maybe not being such a butthole. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, good luck on. with that, Mr. Rubio. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, we are going to move on to quick hits tonight. Uh, the first of which... Uh, is a recent Kentucky vote in the Kentucky Senate to basically stop having state safety regulations on coal mines. Uh, yes, this is a bunch of Republicans going in and, and knocking out regulations because that's what they do. They don't like the regulations. So they're stopping all state safety inspections on coal mines uh, because there is a big war on coal and they don't want to be a part of it. And they don't think the state should do that sort of thing. Ordinarily, 
I look at that kind of thing and I just kind of roll my eyes and go, well, that's Republicans doing what Republicans do, which is they try not to regulate things and whatever consequences be damned. In this case, this one actually really pisses me off um, because, you know, they wanted, especially in Kentucky, they were, they, they wanted to talk about how great the coal is and how we're always going to bring the coal back. First of all, you're not. So knock it off. And second of all, of all the regulations to go after safety regulations, really, this is the thing. And for all the big government crap that they do, this is again, a a case of the States abdicating and saying, well, you know what the feds are going to do it. So we're going to let them do it. You don't want big federal government, but then you keep dumping responsibilities on the federal government. Well, there's not like they can get the federal government to stop doing the safety regulations. It's not like they can say to the federal government, hey, you know what? Why don't you give us the money that you're spending on these safety regulations and we'll use it for our own safety regulations? Not, I mean, we can't do that. The federal government's going to regulate these mines no matter what. And they're trying to cut out a redundancy. Yes, but at most, they had, by their own admission, at most, the federal government inspects most mines once, maybe twice a year. And that's it. Well, and this is where it gets really technical, right? Like, I'm not a mining expert. So, like, I don't know how much you need to be inspecting mines, nor do I really understand what this new mining analysis thing is. Uh the idea that you can't write someone up for a violation is weird to me. Um, so yeah, I, this doesn't piss me off, but I, I, I am unclear on some of the full aspects of the issue. So I'm not, I'm not prepared to go Republicans, you jerks or nor am I prepared to go Republicans way to go on cutting back on regulations. I'm a little in the unclear on some issues there. Now, what is BS, in my humble opinion, is the whole thing of no longer requiring mandatory state um, training for the supervisors. Mm-hmm. That that seems that seems a little ridiculous because I I don't see how you're even say you're not even how how is a because I'm all for anything that's going to save a company money, right? As long as it's not putting people in danger or risk, I'm all for. But how are you even saving money here now? You know, before you just sent them to a state mandatory training. You're done. Now you have to organize it yourself and pay for it yourself and do it. I, I, this doesn't make any sense to me. This doesn't seem to me to be making anything easier. Unless no. you're not going to properly train them. In which case, it would be easier, but that's crap. And hopefully that's not the case. Well, I mean, I, I can't, I don't know. I can't see that it is, you know, it, I don't know. I mean, that was another one that I, that I read about. I just, it, none of these things seem to be, it's, it's, it's trading the possibilities of, of, uh, the human cost for better profits. I mean, this is, it's, 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 it's the same sort of thing it's it's allowing businesses to do whatever they want because if we allow them to do whatever they want they'll make more money and that'll produce more jobs and higher salaries bullshit that doesn't it doesn't do that it just improves profit margins at the top that's all 
All right. Well, man, but here's the thing, though. Like, I don't know. You know, I, I'm sorry. Like, you've never had to deal with a state inspectors, you know? So so we own Bubba's, right? So we got our food, food inspector guy, okay? And it was complete crap. Like, food inspections are completely random, you know, aside from them being able to walk in and go, okay, this kitchen is disgusting, or this kitchen seems okay, all right? Getting into the nitty-gritty of it and the things that we would get deducted for were ridiculous, you know? We're in a perfectly well-lit kitchen, better lit than any kitchen I've ever worked in, and they're holding up their little light meter going, well... Mm, this is 0.5 off. You're going to have to redo your lights and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, with the guy who bought my restaurant, right, one of the biggest issues that happened with him was we had a rating of 98. Everything was great hunky-dory. We had just been checked out. But when he bought the restaurant, the health department said, Oh, you're a new owner. We have to come back in and do your opening checkup. And they made him do $7,000 worth of adjustments in order to get up to code. How do you go from I have a 98 and then $7,000 adjustments for the exact same restaurant? It's ridiculous. And so I can completely see where maybe these mining inspections were redundant and maybe they were run by a bunch of inspectors who every inspector said the wrong thing, just like my experience in the food industry. So I'm not willing to sit here and go, well, now we're just doing whatever businesses want so they can make money. Well, but that's why you fix the system. You don't we look at okay, That's so what we're trying to do. No, you're not. You're trying to wipe out the system. That's different. We're wiping out a redundancy. No, you're not we necessarily wiping out a redundancy because the states Who's had the better the federal the states the had state? better enforcement powers. Well, you're constantly wanting power on the on in the state level. Great, but now then you're just pushing it off to the give feds. Give us the money, and we'll handle the inspections. Well, then but go make that do argument. That, we don't need don't wipe out the state regulations completely. Cut back on them, perhaps make them better. Fix the system. Don't wipe. Would you want that? Let go back to your restaurant thing. Fine, they have they have stupid, uh, stupid state uh, regulations, and they're nitpicking too much or whatever. So okay, go in and make the inspections more efficient. Do you want to work? Do you want to live in a world where there are no health inspections in restaurants? Is that what of you want? Of course not. But I'm, and nor do I want to live in a world where there's no mining inspections. No one's trying to get that. All we're doing is cutting back on the redundancy. No, you're cutting out an entire system of inspections, 100%. Because they're already done by the federal government. Not with the same amount of frequency and not with the same amount of enforcement powers. The federal government doesn't have the same amount of power over these people, admittedly, that the state did. The state had had better and and a better understanding of these things than... Uh, than the federal government does. I mean, why not cut them back? If you were going, I mean, they were say, they're saying right here that they they were checking uh, underground mines four times a year and surface mines twice a year. Just cut them in half and say, okay, we're only going to do two for underground and one for inspect for uh, you know uh, surface mines instead of wiping out the entire thing. 
as I said, I am unclear on some of the intricacies of this issues. I'm not a mining expert. What you're saying is very reasonable. What I took issue with is this idea that, you know, bit, we're just trying to get businesses, whatever they want, come what may. And, and no, but the, we as Republicans have a legitimate point that oftentimes government gets overly involved and they F everything up. And if that's what we're fighting against in the mining industry, then good, because that needs to be fought against. But if, or if we're going too far, if this is messing up, then, then that's no good. We don't want to sacrifice safety either. And I'm not an expert in the field, so I can't tell you that we're doing things the exactly right way. But the basic philosophy, I am completely in line with. Well, I can't say that I am, but, you know, there you go. That's why we do these things, right? That's right. Fair enough. Next up, Russia pulling out of Syria. You seem to have read quite a lot about this, uh, based on what you mentioned from The Economist. So, please, enlighten us. Well, well, just basically, so, like, when Obama got involved, with, when all this started to go down, um, you know, we on the right were jumping up and down saying, look, look at what Obama's done. You know, he's left a leadership void, and in comes Russia, right? So now Russia is dictating terms. Instead of the United States, who should be dictating the terms. And Obama says, you know what? Russia wants to go get involved with all this mess, and they're welcome to it. Uh, it's a quagmire. It's a mess. Um, and they're not going to have any more luck than anybody else did, but go get them, team. Um, and now they're leaving. It's tempting to look at, at least my first reaction was, well, hail. I guess Obama was right, <laughs> you know? Russia said, F this, we're out. Um, and the economist was pointing out, this is that is not the correct way to read this, all right? All of Russia's little forays into foreign policy are about boosting Putin's approval rating. All he wants, all these wars, Ukraine, Georgia, Syria... All of these are about getting pictures of him with a bunch of warplanes, blowing up some stuff, and getting out just in time for when he can claim victory and say, look at how the great Russia has saved the world again while the United States has failed everybody. And that's exactly what he did here. He dropped into Syria, threw down some bombs, Hey, peace process, you're welcome world, we're out of here. Right? And so the scary thing is, where does he go next? Where's the next place that he's going to randomly drop some bombs, throw on some troops, in order to keep his approval ratings bumped up? So, the economists would argue that Obama has hurt the world and global democracies and all these sorts of things by stepping back as much as he has. Does the economist actually say that? Yes. Yes. They they don't they don't agree in the, the sort of raucous level that you know Republicans do with this idea that Obama has destroyed our standing in the world, blah blah blah. But they do agree that Obama has left a power vacuum. You know, with the United States being a little bit more trepidatious about going in We've left a power vacuum, 
And the people who are going to be jumping in, Russia, China, Iran, are not the kind of people we want jumping in, and America needs to step up. Well, that's interesting. Um, I didn't. I got to be honest. I didn't really know what quite what to make of. I don't know that my first thought was yours with Russia, the same as yours with Russia pulling out of Syria. Just because I always, for me, I always assume there's an ulterior motive with anything Putin does, um, and in th- this case, really was was no different. Um, so I was, I was a bit skeptical of it in that regard. Um, but you know, where, where this goes from here, the thing that really worries me about Russia is that I, I, I can see that everything Putin does, like you said, is basically about boosting his standing, you know, with the Russian people. Um, but to what end? Is that it? Does he just want to be popular and that's the end of it? That's really all that matters to him? I want people to love me, which, okay, fine. I mean, you know, that makes him a politician, basically. Well, no, I mean, this guy, no, you're talking about a guy who calls the collapse of the Soviet Union one of the greatest geopolitical disasters in the history of the world, right? So, no, you're talking about a guy who misses the old Soviet regime and wishes it was back. So when you talk about what does Putin want, sure, of course he wants to be popular, but he wants Russia to be back in all its old former glory as the Soviet Union. Okay, I mean, I, yeah, I, that that I okay, that I can see, but again, to what end? Does he want to get into some kind of confrontation? Does it because I, I mean, where you know you're going to push that button and push that button and push that button and come to the exact same place that the old Soviet Union came to, which is in some kind of either through another cold war or uh, an actual war. Does he want to get into some, does he want to over overthrow the United States? Does he want to just be a world power again? And that's enough. Or does he actually want to try to get into some kind of confrontation with the U S I, I don't think I don't think he necessarily wants a direct, you know, full on war with the United States. But I, I I think basically the the idea of getting back Soviet Union back to where it was in the '60s, where it was an equal power, I, I would say absolutely that that's absolutely the goal. So to basically get back at least on the same footing, right? As us. exactly, okay. Well, and that much, you know, I mean, it's it's a scary place to be, but it's hard to look at it and go, no, that'll never happen. Ten years ago, I think it would have been easy to say that. But now, I mean, there's just no telling, you know. But, I mean, what more? I, I don't know. What, what more could have been done to stop him? Because everything that he's done up to now, I mean, nobody wanted to go into Georgia. Nobody wanted to go into the Ukraine. Nobody wanted to go into... Uh, Crap! What's the name of that? What's what's the name of the section of the Ukraine that just got annexed? Crimea. Uh, cr- no. Crimea. Yeah. Um, Crimea. Wow. Good job. You know, and nobody really wanted to even put boots on the ground in Syria. So, in any one of these cases, what more could have been done to stop the guy? Well, with Syria, we could have been more aggressive about. You know, arming moderates, which which I've said, like, and I'm not necessarily going with the economist here. 
God forbid, and and saying we should have done more. Because when we talk about, well, we should have armed the moderates. Well, that's, that's what we did in Afghanistan. <laughs> you know, that didn't go very well. So, I, I mean, it, it's not always quite so cut and dried. But the, the, the response of a magazine like The Economist is that we should have, we should have done more to arm, arm the moderates. We should have been bombing the oil, you know, ISIS's oil quicker. Uh, we should have, when um, when Assad used uh, chemical weapons, we should have, boom, we should have gone in. Um, when it comes to Ukraine, we should have done the things that Kasich is saying, which we should have armed the pro-Ukrainian rebels. We should have done these, you know. Um, so, yeah. That, that's that's what we should have taken a more aggressive stance in a lot of these cases. But you are absolutely right. No one is saying uh, we should put boots on the ground in Georgia. Um, absolutely not. No one is claiming that. But certainly that that we should have been more aggressive. And and you know I I think the economists would say that we shouldn't have pulled out of Iraq. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know. Or at I, least we should have done it differently, right? We shouldn't have said things like, we're going to be gone by 2011. Yeah, right? see, okay, see, because that much, that like, much okay, I'm so absolutely with you hold on. on till then. Yeah, so we got, yeah, you know. just putting out, I've never been comfortable with this idea of laying out, and that's the one thing that Obama, frankly, that Obama's done a lot of. You know, he has done um, a lot of that. He, he does a lot of the drawing of the lines in the sand and laying out, okay, we're going to leave by this date or... Uh, and I have never thought that was a good idea ever. Um, because you're right. It does leave that out there. Like, okay, well we just got to hold off this long. And then by the time, you know, now we got to make our plans for, you know, if he said, all right, September 1st, 2011, we're going to be out. Well, then we have to be planning for the next six months. We're going to, we're going to be planning for September 2nd mm-hmm. and what we're going to do. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, that, that, that side of things has never, has never sat well with me. Um, so, yeah, anyhow, uh, moving on, uh, North Korea has been up to some interesting things still, uh, they've been launching more rockets and continuing to just, you know, be douchebags because that's what they do. And then they just locked up some, frankly, some dipshit kid who went over to North Korea and assumed well, how that he, he in could, North Korea. What are you doing there, there in the first place? And why do you assume? How does he even get there? Like what? Yeah. Why do you assume that going into that being an American is going to get you somewhere that your (laughs) constitutional rights that you have in America apply because you're an American. If you're in a foreign country, they don't. Didn't you see Midnight Express? What? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I mean, he's obviously a dumb kid and I did plenty of dumb stuff when I was a dumb kid. But, um, yeah, I'm not willing to go to war over the American kid who went over to North Korea and which was dumb in the first place. And then two decided to try to steal propaganda. I mean, is he a reporter? Is, is he a missionary? Is there, is there some reason he was there? Do we even, do we know this? No, I don't know. But, the, but everything I've seen is that he was just some dipshit. Yeah. Sorry, man. Like, yeah, we should ask, we should ask for him back, but. That was dumb, and that's that's all I got. No, there's no there's no wars or special extractions for for dumb. 
No, no, there's not. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I feel bad, you know, for him a little bit, but at the same time, I mean, you know, cause 25 years hard labor, you know, for, I mean, that's no fun and it is likely to get him killed. It's but, 15. <laughs> all right. Was it 15? I thought it was 25. It's 15. Yeah. 15. Well, that's, that's a long time. It's a lot of hard labor. I don't I know. I mean, it is. Yeah. And I mean, and I stole, you know, I stole posters from Beer Fest in Georgia, but I don't, you go to North Korea to steal a poster. Yeah, no, that's a whole that's a whole other level of stupid. So yeah, it is. So, but I mean, I, that aside, I mean, all of this other stuff that they're doing. I mean, we've talked a little bit about this in the past. Is I'm I'm, I'm starting. My, I've always been able to blow off most of what North Korea does is that they have these like seasonal posture things. They sort of puff up when we start doing our we we do our annual war games with so with South Korea. So they puff up a little bit and whip out their dicks and maybe launch a couple of things and then they go away for a while because China you know swats them on the hand. Uh, mm-hmm. They seem to be doing more and more and more of this and it just keeps going on and. I, you know, the thing with, 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 uh, Kim Jong Il was that he, he seemed to know when to back off. And I don't think this kid knows when to back off. Yeah. That's the thing we talk about, you know, what North Korea used to do. Well, North Korea used to have a different president. (laughs) So now you got the new young buck who's wanting to show everybody, uh, what he can do and how awesome he is. And it's created a lot of instability. Now, you know, with instability also comes potentially opportunity, you know, uh, his senior advisors aren't sitting too pretty. Uh, he's killed what, two of them, maybe three. Um, so, you know, hopefully there's room for an overthrow. So I, I think, and I, and I think that's definitely the direction we need to be looking. You know, we, we need to be looking at regime change, I think, at this point. I mean, this fool at this point, he's talking about trying to arm as many nuclear weapons as possible, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I think we're done. I think, I think it's time for a little CIA uh, intervention talking to, the, talking to our peoples in North Korea regime change kind of stuff. That's my opinion. And I think I actually agree with Trump in this one. I think he's, of all people, I think he's the one who's, who's voiced, you know, why can't we just kill this dude? <laughs> so, I prefer the I, term regime change. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody contact Trump's people and be like, no, 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 no. Don't say kill this dude. Say regime change. Don't, yeah, regime oh, okay. change. We're going to go in. We're going to regime we're gonna change. Gonna we're going to alter the power change. structure. We're, <laughs> We're going to alter the power structure. That's what we're going to do. We're going to alter the power structure. We're going to sit down. We'll have some vodka and a steak when it's done. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to disagree with that. My only reason for questioning it is when has regime change actually worked and not just gotten us into more trouble? I mean, I'm sure there's an example. I just, I just can't think of one right now. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't, didn't we help Pinochet? Did we help Pinochet in Chile? Maybe. Have to look that one up. That may be one. All right. So we're one for thirty. Uh, <laughs> um, well, Vietnam. I mean, South Korea. We that's you know, Korea War, Korean War worked out great for them. Uh, yeah, but it got us North Korea. 
Yeah, but South Korea is really nice. It's, so, it's very pretty. They're really. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're you're right. In general, regime change has been a, a sketchy game. In North Korea, though, I, I think you. I think I think, hopefully, possibly, it's different because so much of the issues there stem from the way that that family has been deicized, right? So yeah, I think. I think something. I think if Mr. Kim Jong Il has a or Kim Jong Un has a has an accident, and one of his senior advisors comes into play, I I think that well maybe we're looking at a military dictatorship along the lines of Myanmar. You know, obviously no good, but you know we've seen that okay this can progress and get better, whereas the, the current regime in North Korea. I'd, I don't know. I don't see it getting better. I see it getting more crazy. Yeah, no, that's let's be clear. I don't I don't I don't I don't see it ever getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so, as long as that family's in charge. No. No, I think that's totally true, which is why I'm I mean again, I I point out the problems with regime change because ordinarily I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't think it's worked out well for us in the past. This may be one of those cases where I go, yeah. 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 Let's. Why don't we go with that plan? Uh, so, well, we are way over. We are far over time. We need to get a move on. Uh, I we we should leave with this one last thought. The Pope is on Instagram. Hey, go Pope get Francis him! This is the awesome. Nice just, work. Yeah, uh, things I would. I just never thought I'd see the day. The Pope is on frigging Instagram. Okay, great. You know, um, before you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Then what does that say about me, right? The Pope beat me to Instagram. Good gracious. I think the Pope may have beaten beaten me to Twitter, too. Does does he have a Twitter account? Does the Pope tweet? Oh, my gosh. He's got like 25 million followers in nine different languages. Wow. Yeah. So, yes. Yes, he tweets. The the Pope definitely tweets more than I do. (laughs) And now he's on Instagram. So that's your, that's, that's your, your moment of Zen for the week. Uh, That's all we got. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. We, uh, we were, we were happy to have you. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, My final thought for the weekend, as always, please go register to vote. Uh, This is a big year, people. We have, we have lots to, well, we're going to have lots to think about. So go make your decision, go register and be there on, uh, be there in November. Uh, anything from you, my friend? No, man. No thoughts here. Good show. Good night. Been a pleasure talking with you. As always. Uh, yeah, that's it for us tonight. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening.